All the news and views. Federal opposition leader Anthony Albanese. Morning, Mark. I have the Prime Minister on the line. Yeah, good day, John. 2SM. Marcus Paul has Sydney talking on 2SM. All right, 21 minutes away from nine. Now, I just want to uh, preempt my next discussion with a, uh, a bit of a... Not so much a warning, uh, but the following content that we're about to broadcast uh, may be distressing uh, to some of our listeners. Uh, to preempt that, I'm going to play just a, a little bit of audio from our good friends at Lifeline Australia, and then we're going to catch up with John Brogdon, the boss from Lifeline. And just a reminder, please, uh, always to reach out. We know COVID is tough. We know that, unfortunately, mental health is a major, major issue that thousands of Australians are dealing with each and every day. And it's been exacerbated, obviously, by extended lockdowns and people not being able to work. For over 50 years, Lifeline has been working to ensure that no person in Australia has to face their darkest moments alone. We're here to listen without judgment, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For a confidential chat with a crisis supporter, call 13 11 14 at any time. If you're struggling to hold on to hope or feeling overwhelmed, please remember that we're here for you. Call us at any time on 13 11 14. G'day everybody, um, uh, I haven't done a video for a while and I really don't want to be doing this one. COVID. Uh, today one of my best mates, someone I've known for, for a long time and have worked with previously in, uh, in bricklaying and, and whatnot. Uh, he took his life. He had no work, had no money, and for some reason didn't call any of us. Please, if you're feeling that there's nothing you can do or that you're not going to get through what we're all going through with COVID. Make sure you call somebody. There's always somebody there for you. Speak to somebody. Whether you call bloody lifeline, whether you call your family, whether you call your friends. Just call somebody. And speak to somebody, please. I miss you, Dan, but God, oh shit, called. It's very tough. Very tough. I know it's so tough for so many people out there that haven't been able to work and haven't been able to pay bills or they feel like they can't make ends meet. There's help. Please get help. Please. Sorry to do this, but I think it's important that I'm feeling and I hope I'm getting the message across. You've got to get help. John Brogdon is the chair of Lifeline. He's on their national board and has obviously a background in dealing with all of these issues. Good morning to you, John. G'day, Marcus. How are you, mate? 
But I'm well. How are you, more importantly? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm getting it's there. Tough... I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting it's there. Very, very tough, and I'm so sad to hear about that friend of yours. I mean, it is very hard time, Marcus, for a lot of people, and we shouldn't underestimate the level of stress and pressure people are under. And you're right, it's, it's people who have no job, they have no money, they can't pay the rent, they can't put food on the table, and this is a life-changing event for them. And we appropriately focus on the physical illness side of COVID and you know the tragedy of people dying, but we can never forget the mental health factors that we're facing at the moment. And, you know, Lifeline is there for people. And uh, last week, we had the two biggest days in the history of Lifeline in our 58-year history. Yeah. Now, that's a two, two-sided coin, right? Because I initially think, gee, that's terrible. That means there's a lot of people under stress and pressure. But the other side of this is that's good news because they are reaching out. And the message... You had there the, the tragedy of your friend's death. Just reminds us that you really you, you, people do need to reach out. There are people who care. And here's a very important message, Marcus. It's okay not to be okay at the moment. I mean, some people will feel weak. They'll feel like they, they're a failure. They'll feel like they've stuffed up. They'll feel like they've let people down. But right now, all of those feelings could be could be genuine, but they don't matter because... We're in such a strange time. So it's okay not to be okay. And sadly, your mate thought he couldn't reach out. But the other message is please don't suffer in silence. There's always people who care. And we we want you alive. We don't want you dead. That's a really important message. Yeah. He was 28. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's just such a waste. And I don't understand why... And I guess I'll never understand why there was never any calls. He's, you know, a popular bloke and much loved on the job side and always happy, smiley, cheerful. Um, and just any one of us, any one of us would have rushed yep. to him, you know. Uh, he's got a whole swag of people he could have called. Yeah. Mate, I've been there. You know, I've been there it's almost 16 years ago and I know what it's like. And you do convince yourself that, maybe the best thing you can do is to take your own life. Um, for others, you actually... I mean, I thought when I got to that point that it was the right thing to do for other people um, because I would, had become a burden. And he probably, he may well have thought, your mate, that he was a burden yeah. on others and he didn't want to burden people by calling them. But um, And that is a very strong feeling people who have thoughts of suicide have. But we've got to break through with the message that you're no burden, you know, you're all no burden... It, and, and there are mates like you, there are other organisations. Yeah. The, the hard part is it can be hard to detect. There's, there's no denying that. You know, some people are very good at putting on a mask that everything's okay and they've, they've already planned to take their own life. So the, the biggest piece of advice I can give people is to stay in touch with their friends. And if you're worried, even... Even if you're slightly worried, you don't have to be really worried, then, then you need to ask what is a very difficult question, Marcus, and one that most of us would find hard to ask. And we're all used to saying, how are you, mate? And mm. most of us say, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, no problems, mate. You know, or, you know, I've got a bad, whatever. You know, we might have, we're pretty, pretty perfunctory. You know, we get through that really quickly. Um, and, and you need to ask people that genuinely. And then if you're worried about them, you need to ask them this question. And it's, a very confronting thing to ask, and that is, do you think you want to hurt yourself? Do you think you want to kill yourself? And 
most of us think, oh, my God, I could never do that, or surely that's the wrong thing to say. But all of our research and all of our um, experience shows that that gets that emotion out, and finally you get to talk about it. And in most cases, it helps to get people to talk about where they're at. Hopefully, of course, the answer is no. But if the, if the answer is yes, if they are thinking about that, don't leave them. I always say, Marcus, treat them like they're having a heart attack. You wouldn't walk away from somebody having a heart attack. No, you wouldn't. You might know, no, you wouldn't. You might know how to help them, or at the very mm. least, you're in triple O. Yeah. And my view is you do exactly the same with somebody who's suicidal. You grab a hold of them, you take them to the local hospital. Um, if they won't go anywhere, you call triple O, you get the ambulances to come and look after them. And treat it like that. I mean, this is so serious. And that, that intervention, at that point in their life, can save their life. And it's a very hard thing for people to ask. Um, but it does, it does, if you like, cut through the bullshit, if I can say that. Yeah, you're right. Cut through, because we've become very used to saying, oh, you know, we're not in COVID, but let's go for a beer or, no, she'll be right, you know, let's go out mm. for lunch or, you know, I want you to come over to our place and, and we'll, this is, you know, we'll yeah. watch a movie and all that sort of stuff. We were talking about it yesterday, and this is a part of, um, you know, the problem at the moment. Uh, I mean, we know we've got a buddy system or whatever, but for uh, for people doing it tough, and I don't mean to, to single out men here, but um, we know that the suicide rates in men yep. is so much higher. You know, they can't go to work. They've fallen through the cracks. They're not in yep. aid. They just aren't getting enough money to pay their mortgage. That's, that's why I think it's so important, John. Talk to your bank. Talk to your real estate. Yep. Talk, or, or talk to your landlord. Don't give up. There are too many people that care about you. You know, it's it's just money at the moment. Um, you know, but yes, it's it's a worry and a concern that you may fall behind on your rent or you may fall behind on your mortgage. But the bank's not going to go broke at the moment because nah. you know you can't pay your mortgage. People will understand. We, you know, we we need to hopefully have some more moratoriums in place when it comes to you know evictions and rent because it will continue to fall behind the longer we stay into lockdowns. But the other issue as well, and you, you touched on this about, you know, not being able to... I mean, we spent yesterday a lot of the time, uh, and I know others have as well, you know, sitting out the front of hospitals because you yeah. can't go in. You know, yeah. you, you can't get in to see somebody um, who's on life support and they're about to turn it off. Or you you can't yeah. go around to your mates and have a beer. You can't talk about it. But you can't do it physically, of course. But, you know, the technology is so good. You can get exactly. on that phone, get on the mobile, text them, yeah. ring them, FaceTime them, Zoom them, whatever it is, however way you like to communicate. TikTok them, and for goodness sake. Do something. Yeah, you know, spot on, and and just reach out. I mean, you might you might literally just by ringing and having a chat, you might turn them, you know, from thinking about taking their own life to to, to moving on. Um, it, it's I know I, what people have to understand is you, is uh, that sounds critical. What we need to embrace is the fact that you don't have to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counsellor to help to save somebody's life. Just as long, just as you don't have to be a heart surgeon to, to save somebody who's having a heart attack. Yeah. And we can all play a role, and it's really important to remember that. And what I would say, to be honest, if, if I mean, I know about all the COVID restrictions, but if somebody, one of your mates tells you that they're going to take their own life, go get in the car or go over there. Don't, I mean, if that is an emergency. That is a crisis. Oh, that's right. Ring triple O on the way and meet them there because yep. um, it's, it's just too important. I mean, the easiest way to think about it, Marcus, is if 
that that conversation was, I'm dying, you know, I've slipped over and I'm bleeding to death or I'm having a heart attack or whatever, you wouldn't hesitate to ring AAA. You wouldn't hesitate to, to be in contact. And it is so important. And, and here's the other thing. Don't think you're intruding on their life. Don't, don't think they don't want to talk to you. You know, mm. just keep banging away. And, and you're right, just keep ringing. Just keep seeing how they are. Ring them every day. Ring them twice a day. Yeah. You don't have to have an hour conversation. Just touch in with them. And I'll tell you what, that, that just demonstrates to them that they've got friends and family and people they work with and people they play footy with or netball with who, mm. who do care. And you are right. Sadly, the statistics are that eight or nine Australians will take their own life on average today, and seven, six or seven of those will be men. So men do are more likely to complete their suicides uh, than women are, and but women attempt more. Those are the stats, and they're pretty stubborn, if I can put it in those terms. I'm with you. But, but everybody can help, and don't feel you're intruding. Don't feel uh, it's inappropriate. You know, and... and you know, you, you the aftermath is terrible. I mean, Marcus, you and his mates will feel, what, what could I have done? Why didn't I know? What should have I... You know, and, and the reality is, don't don't flog yourself. Don't, don't feel it's your fault. It's not. Ultimately, yeah. you know, he knew you were there and he knew you would have helped and he just found himself at a very dark point uh, at a very dark time. And that's that's the tragedy. But... Um, it, it's going to be a very difficult time. And you need to look after yourself, Marcus. Mm. That's the other thing. You yeah, need yeah, to look after yourself. You, you, there's no benefit in toughing this through. Um, you know, you, you and your, your mates might want to call Lifeline. And, and usually it'd be good to get together face-to-face, but, you know, get together on Zoom. You can do all that sort well, of stuff. Well, we've so, spent the whole night, uh, none good of on us you. slept, you know, just calling or texting. So yeah. and sending you know <laughs> sending videos of him you know yeah, <laughs> when we're right. working and silly things like you know putting up a brick pier and and mucking around and throwing mud at each other and all these things that you take for granted you know yeah but let let this be for you and all your mates um, a point at which you say well we're never going to let this happen to each other and yeah. we are going to reach out we are going to talk. And we're going to talk straight. You know, we're not going to do, you know, as I said, in the old days, it was, how are you? And, and you know, and, and we were scared to ask. We knew there was something wrong. And I've, I've learned to do this, you know, to sort of literally have those hard conversations. And it's not easy, but, you know, once you get used to it, you can make an enormous difference with people. And, and there are a lot of people, Marcus, who won't talk about it, won't initiate the conversation, but will respond in a conversation. And, and that's therefore... Why we've got to ask that difficult question? Yeah, you got to. I oh, got. I wish I had asked. No, mate. I know. I know it's tough. Uh, man, it must be terrible. But, but he, he, um, he obviously was in a situation where he thought there was no way back. And I know what that's like. I know what that's like. And it's a very dark period to be in. And it's even harder than it's ever been right now because none of us. There, there are none of us affected by COVID. Uh, who aren't affected by COVID. I mean, this isn't just, yes, it's tough in certain parts of Sydney and I, I, I really feel for those people and I worry about their mental health. And I ask them to, to reach out if they need help. But we're all being affected by this in, in, in different ways. And we've never lived through anything. Well, we did last year, but this is worse than last year. You know, we've never lived through two years of this ever before in our lives. Um, so it's okay. You know, people might think, oh, no, I'm falling to pieces and what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. It's just extraordinary set of circumstances. Yep. John, thank you for uh, joining us this morning. It's been great. 
Thank you. Mate, you hang in there. You look yeah. after yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please. All right. So importantly, um, what are the numbers people can – what can people do? What are the numbers they can call? Uh, what is it that they can do? Well, the first thing is if anybody is distressed by this conversation we've just had, um, please ring Lifeline 13 11 14. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're, we're seeing high volumes, but we're answering the calls. Our, our, our call answer rate's gone up to match the calls, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, talk to your GP. Uh, if, you have a, if you've been using a psychologist or psychiatrist or counsellor, please reach out to them. Mm. And talk to other people as well. Please share your feelings. And for those of us who are doing okay... Mm then we can, we can reach out. And I, I like to think of it this way. When you wake up in the morning, think of one person you know who is lonely or lives by themselves or has been really knocked around by COVID, lost their job, not doing well, all of that sort of stuff, and give them a call. Right, one John. phone call a day, I reckon, is... And what's that? That could be five minutes or half an hour That's in a it. day. We've all got plenty of time in COVID. We have. Um, yeah, absolutely. Give them a call, and it might be somebody you haven't spoken to for a while. And I tell you what, you will hear, in most cases, the joy in their voice, but in other cases, you'll hear the distress in their voice, and, and then, then you we... can do something to help them. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Look after yourself. There he is, the chair of Lifeline, John Brogdon. Marcus Paul in the morning. Have a great weekend. Bye. Chase away those restless feet.